Hello and welcome to the Refreshing Change podcast. My name is Nicola Scott and I will be your host. In today's episode, I'm joined by Natasha, who's a conscious leadership coach. She supports ambitious, purpose-driven women to thrive in business. She's an expert at helping women get clear on their direction and clear out limiting thinking so that they can grow the business in a way that lights them up. Her own experience of the entrepreneurial journey has inspired her inside-out approach to helping women grow their business. She knows from her failures and successes that no matter how brilliant the strategy, the inner work is really what makes the difference. Hello and welcome, Natasha. Thanks for joining me on the Refreshing Change podcast. It's nice to have you on. Yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure to speak with you, Nicola. So I'm delighted to be here. Yes, good. Well, Natasha, you and I have known each other for got quite a few years now, um, having only really met in person once, but we were on the same kind of mastermind coaching program a couple of years ago, which was pivotal for both of us in our in our journey. And I'm sure we'll get into some of that throughout the podcast. But can you just give the listeners a bit of a kind of background about who you are and what you do and and then we'll kind of dive into the into the questions. Yeah. So um yeah as you you introduced me, I'm Natasha. I um live in London with um my husband and you know um what I do is well I'm a coach. Um, that's how we met. And I, I work um, primarily with professional women and, um, and female founders, and I'm helping them scale their business with ease. Um, it's something that's close to my heart because I have experienced um, both in myself and also people who are close to me, uh, the kind of, the lack of ease and and actually the the kind of stress anxiety um and pressure that can that can actually be part of that entrepreneurial uh, journey and just how lonely it can be so um that's i think why i've been naturally i've naturally landed in this place of of um coaching these these wonderful people it wasn't um i didn't necessarily set out with that that intention but i i i seem to have been drawn to that and really enjoy working uh working with them to support them on that journey amazing I love that um what I know you've we've chatted loads in the past but so I know you've deal deal with a lot of change in your life and, and I ask all my guests this when they come on because I think change is such a fascinating topic and it's obviously the the anchor of the whole podcast is about but how is change played a role like in your life and how do you feel about it give give me a bit of a summary about how you embrace change yeah okay so this is actually a big topic isn't it um and and I think you know as a as a a person I do love new beginnings um spring is my favorite season (laughs) and you know I love that kind of promise of something new I even love September because it's got that back to school feeling so um that is some you know something that I that I feel energized by is that kind of sense of change of new possibility of um new vision and and so on and yet there have been times in my life where um change has been incredibly challenging and you know now you ask me this question I 
what was coming to my mind um, when you asked it was was um, the birth of my daughter. Mm. And, you know, it was a classic example of how change doesn't always bring what you expect. Um, so, you know, and it's called expecting, isn't it? When you're pregnant and you, you, you kind of expect a certain type of uh, result, you don't know, who, you know, who's going to be born to you. But actually um, in our case, um, my daughter was born with um, severe learning disabilities and it was a whole load of uncertainty because we didn't know. We didn't know whether she was going to um, walk, talk, be able to look at us, whatever. You know, we just didn't know. All bets were off. So all those milestones that people go through um, that the baby books write about, they were kind of out the window as far as we were concerned. And I think it was, it's been my greatest... Um, lesson about change in that it's about letting go and actually yes you can set intention um and you and you but you you don't always get the result that you're expecting um the results you know can take you in a completely different direction in life and and actually it can be you know a, a really rewarding experience so i think I'm taking a long-winded way of, of answering your question, but I think what I've learned about change is that if you can um, bring yourself to, to let go, to not be attached to a specific result when you're going through a, a period of change, um, your experience of the change is so much more rewarding and you can, you know, you can actually... Uh, create something even bigger and more wonderful than you were um, expecting to create in the first place. Yeah. Brilliant. And that, that even rings true. I mean, I mean, thanks for sharing that. But it even rings true when you were saying about the people you work with now in your business as well. You didn't set out to work with those group of amazing people that are changing the world, but that's, you know, how it's naturally evolved or, you know, so I do think there's lots of times where, and I think maybe we maybe our default is to look at things oh it hasn't worked out the way we thought but actually like you say embracing the uncertainty and letting go of an expectation of what it might look like or feel like and and going on the journey with that that yeah so powerful yeah and and I think what you're doing is um is wonderful because um navigating that can you know can be um challenging on your own so actually the more support we have as human beings um to to navigate those those changes and really make the most of the opportunities they bring the better yeah yeah amazing let's dive in i named this this um podcast natasha overflowing joy because i know then when we've had loads of conversations in the past that's one thing that that we keep anchoring back our conversations to is just that sense of fulfillment or happiness and joy. And I know we've discussed this off the podcast before lots of times, but I do um, I do see a lot of people chasing success or a dream job or a relationship, I suppose, seeking that external joy and happiness, thinking that that will make them ultimately happy. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I suppose I've just been observing it for a wee while and I just, I wonder whether we're misplacing that in a sense of, 
of actually not true fulfillment. It's like we arrive at, you know, buy the new handbag or go on the next holiday, but, we've, you know, we still, it doesn't feel like we thought it would feel. So what, I mean, what's your take on, on how we experience joy and happiness as humans? And do you think, you know, a lot of us have got it wrong or we're on a journey to kind of seeking something slightly different? Mm. Oh, you know, this is so, um, so interesting. I, I was recently in a room with a guy who, um, I think he's a billionaire, right? You know, um, anyway, he, <laughs> he was sharing that he had, um, you know, he had private jets, he had all the toys that you, you know, you could possibly kind of imagine that you might want. Um, he'd been lucky in love, he had a beautiful wife, a great, you know, lovely family. Um, he had an amazing sort of successful company and yet he was miserable. Mm. And, you know, this is what I, really love the term miserably successful well I don't love the term but you because I don't want anyone to be in that situation really yeah. but you know it is it is kind of um a, a more common story than one might think mm -hmm. and anyhow so his journey had been that he'd had to kind of burn it all to the ground and start again because everything he realized everything he'd been he built was actually built on um values that weren't his and he hadn't and what he really 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 wanted was um to know that he'd be okay no matter what he didn't have that inner peace he didn't have that that um state of mind and so he was really creating um out of fear not from a place of love and it was and it was doing him in so anyway the the, the, the um the happy ending to the story is that he he did um turn it around and he did you know now what he's created he really genuinely loves enjoys and is um you know is still doing equally well um and, and i think but i do think there's a lot of people out there who don't realize that that's available to them mm. You know, they see it as a choice. Either, you know, I'm I'm um, super successful, and you know, it's it's a hard slog, and it's um, and it, you know, they're sort of working their way towards kind of retirement or something. Or, um, I'm happy and have to kind of put up with you know uh, less less circumstances kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and to my way of thinking, it's just really an order. Um, got the order the wrong way around <laughs> because when you're um, you know once it's what you create from it's where you create from that really matters so coming from a place of self-acceptance self-love um, and you know really um, having a great relationship with life um, puts you in a much stronger position to then create something that you really enjoy and also you know allows you to do it in a way that you enjoy doing it it's not all about you know hard slog to get somewhere it's actually about the experience of, of building something being um, a fulfilling experience 
um, as much as it is about the end result of that that process. Yeah, I think that it's a classic in goal setting, isn't it? When you're just constantly fixated on what the goal is ahead of you mm. and then you lose sight of enjoying the journey. But actually, I suppose I believe that as humans, we're, we might arrive at the goal or the destination, but there'll always be another you know, mountain to climb or another goal to set or a new skill to, you know, we're constantly going to evolve like that. So we're I suppose that constantly seeking something more but so if we don't enjoy the journey we just we never really arrive there's not a kind of I don't know the the feeling that I suppose it comes back to that expectation doesn't it it doesn't feel how we'd maybe expect it to feel when we hit that goal but like you say it's bringing that into your I suppose your daily life I've definitely made that shift with myself you know I'm still big on goal setting and want to achieve lots in life and my business but I'm trying really hard probably like during the pandemic with lockdown and things a lot of the my sources of what I thought gave me joy and happiness externally were taken away I couldn't go to the cinema couldn't meet friends for lunch couldn't go out shopping <laughs> and and it, it did make me really shift and think right if I'm responsible responsible for my own joy and happiness like what does that look like on a daily basis in life and in business rather than the kind of external driving forces that we attach that happiness to yeah I love that and I'm curious to know what what did that look like for you in lockdown what was the what did you discover about yourself um in relation to joy and happiness and what that looked like for you that's funny because that was the second question I was going to ask you so I'll I'll, I'll, I'll flip it back in a second but I think for me it, it it's it's taking note of the real simple things in life you know, like I love going for a walk in nature and I'm really blessed where I live. I live near the water and I've got some green space as well. So just getting outdoors in nature, um, probably not taking for granted um, time with friends and family, you know, like being able to connect, I suppose, human connection, whether that's mm-hmm. virtually or, or in in real life. Um, and, and I suppose the other bit or the other shift for me was taking some of that pressure off and just trying to joyfully live in my in the business so rather than that kind of all that language around hustle or you know grafting hard or you know working 24 7 I've really and I'm still exploring that at the moment but exploring that balance of um I suppose joyful activities within the business but balancing that with life as well so yeah still on the journey but definitely um just taking a, I suppose, a more simple view on it, I would say. Mm. Yeah, I love that word, simpler. Mm. Yeah, because like, like uh, simplification. Yeah, I mean, life can be so complex. I don't think we can always get away from the complexity of it all, but if there are opportunities to simplify things and just bring it back to, you know, am I happy reading my book? Am I happy watching a film? Am I happy? You know, it's it's little moments like that, I think. What about you, Natasha? What, um, what are the kind of key components for you for living in a joyful state? Yeah, I mean, I agree with um, what you've said there. Uh, nature and connecting well with other people is is certainly important for me. Um, and and what I've really discovered is that actually the real 
inner peace, real ease comes um, from from within me. Mm. And you know, in the most challenging circumstances, what was interesting to me is that I discovered that those things that I'd fallen back on, like what you're saying, the human connection and the walks in nature just weren't enough mm. um, because I hadn't, re you know, because I was actually having a lot of feelings that I weren't, I wasn't allowing myself to, to be with. I wasn't taking that, you know, I'd let my practice slide or something, uh, you know, and, and I wasn't actually giving myself that, that space mm. for, for uh, self-acceptance. So I think that's an, that's a really big um, part of the work that I do with others as well, is that, you, you know, we can get busy as, as entrepreneurs, as business owners and, and get on with it. Um, and then, you know, go for the walk in the woods at lunchtime and do all that stuff and yet still feel kind of quite <laughs> um, stressed out and, and self-doubting and all, all, of, all of those things that come up when we're, put, when we're sort of uh, going outside of our comfort zone. And the more I've gone outside of my comfort zone, the more I'm realising actually I need that time to, um, to be with the feelings that come up rather than kind of rationalize them or try to um, kind of appease them with um, you know, seeing someone talking to someone or, you know, being out in nature. It's really a case of just being with that, letting it go through. And then, um, you know, and then in that space, the thing, the, another thing that you and I have spoken a lot about um, in the past is, is gratitude. Mm. just really you know I find that the most powerful thing um to to bring my awareness to actually what I'm genuinely grateful for in the moment um and to really practice that gratitude um on a on a daily basis is what really brings that energy I mean god and this morning I woke up in a real sort of funk. I was, a, well, a sort of, um, yeah, I, I, all sorts of things were kind of coming into my mind and they were sort of, I was allowing my mind to take, take me over a little bit. So just having that kind of meditative time to allow myself to be with that opened up the space for me to then do my, my gratitude practice. And, and for me, that's, that's writing 10 things out um and actually then then saying them out loud and and actually feeling my vibration just just change and i think the mistake i made previously when i was doing gratitude is to think okay i can go from this anxious state in straight into gratitude and that just doesn't work for me it's it's actually taking that time giving myself that space to feel the feelings so that space opens up for me to genuinely connect with what I'm grateful for. Um, and then what I find is when I do it from that place, <laughs> the kind of, the, the, um, the energy from that actually, you know, lasts, lasts all day. It's, it, it's actually goes in. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's more potent. It's like, it's working yeah. more, isn't it? Once when yeah. you're in that 
when you're in that state that's so so important isn't it to be able to feel your feelings and be able to allow yourself that time to to effectively to process it all isn't it and then you you know there's lots of different practices or um rituals that people can do and I'm I'm really passionate about people finding what works for them um but but like you say giving yourself that time and whether it's busy business owners or you know parents or people out working you know I, I do get this real sense of lots of people in society just living life at 100 miles an hour you know not taking whether it's that they don't prioritize themselves or they don't even create that time and space to to look inwards to be able to process some of that and and that's probably when some of the more detrimental things come in around you know heightened anxiety or overwhelm or burnout or you know lots of these words are getting thrown around I think at the moment because people are feeling a I suppose a lot of pressure and um yeah and overwhelm from situations that some of it they're putting on themselves but often it's this maybe the environment and the situation that is amplifying it as well do you see that with them with the I suppose the business owners that you work with in terms of um I suppose how they deal with that life and business but also just that notion where society's expectation is that business is hard and you know it's that working all the time mentality you know I don't know I'm quite big on trying to get through some of that um some of that narrative break some of that apart so what's your experience about you know working with with these people Natasha yeah I think there's certainly that um uh that sense that um you know business work is hard work (laughs) you know what's being successful work is hard work whether you have your own business or whether you're working in a um in a different career and it's really um you know breaking through that myth and actually reminding ourselves that we are um the authors of our own lives you know we're not there's no particular set way we have to do this um there are you know i know you're big on this you know it's it's actually finding your own way your individual way your you in it and that um and that that comes into actually what you do and how you do it. Mm. Um, you know, there isn't one size fits all. And, and, and it, I have, I suppose, you know, um, from, my, from my own uh, point of view, when I was starting out um, my coaching business, I kind of felt that there, there was this, yeah, there were a lot of courses and programs out there that were about the way. Mm. And um, I, you know, I, I participated in those programs and I realized that actually in doing that, I was giving my power away. You know, I was actually not taking responsibility for my own experience and my own, um, you know, my own way of doing things. And I, and, and it, you know, it wasn't very successful. I didn't come out with, you know, any further forward being on those on those programs. It's only really by working with coaches who have um, really understood me, really seen me, <laughs> and brought you know brought me out that um, you know that I've been able to you know find my way back to me. 
and 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 do my do it in my way mm. yeah it, it is it's, it's about like stepping into that power of who you are and I think some people um maybe kind of lack the confidence to do that but like you say often so many people can lose a sense of who that actually even is in the first place because we've been in a system or an environment or you know programmed to think we just have to conform into into this one way of doing things if you want to create a business do this if you want to be successful in corporate do that whereas actually it's embodying I suppose our authentic self isn't it and and elevating that you know it's yes we've all got work to do and you mentioned about getting out of the comfort zone which I'll, I'll maybe get your take on that in a second but we have to do hard things but if we're doing it from a place of alignment and flow then then the joy comes if it's out of alignment and we're forcing it there's no surprise it's not going to give us any joy is there so I think it's just um honoring yourself and 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 having the confidence and conviction to lean into some of that um yeah. I mean one thing I that came to my mind when you were talking there is that I think it goes back to school mm, yeah. um, you know I remember I have this sort of very vivid memory of when I was um going into uh, junior school as it was called then I don't know what it's called now, but it's called junior school then. And um, I had to go into to to get a uniform mm-hmm. into the school. The schools had all, all the uniforms lined up. And um, you know, on one side was um like all these really colourful spotty dresses, and on the other side there was these grey blazers and skirts. And so of course I went for the colourful spotty spotty dress. Um, and I was told, oh, no, 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 now you're going to school, you're not in kindergarten anymore, now you're going to school, you need to have the grey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was very symbolic looking back, because actually from that moment on, it did all become a bit grey, mm-hmm. you know, it was much less about playing and expressing yeah. yourself and, and finding out who you really were, um, it was much more about conforming taking you know fitting into kind of boxes of getting a certain grades on certain subjects and in that process um I think you know um the experience that I had and also a, a number of my um uh, friends at that time was that you you kind of lose yourself you travel further away from yourself so you get onto this conveyor belt and then at some point you get off and then you're <laughs> Uh, or you don't you go all the way in the corporate career and that suits you somehow but you know some of the, those of us that get off then spend quite a bit of time coming back to ourselves um, so you know it's 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 no surprise I think that you know that this that this goes on and that that actually you know work feels like hard or work can feel like hard work because that's that's what was set up for us at school. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose like this, I suppose the first bit is that even just acknowledging that it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and there's there's there is um, you know, I'm not gonna downplay the work that it takes to then come back to yourself or rediscover who you are or or have the um have the courage to then live your authentic self. You know, it's hard, you know, it can be challenging. But on the other side of that is 
it's just that a, a kind of different it's hard to put into words but it's like a different experience of joy and fulfillment and happiness because it's truly aligned to who you are mm-hmm. you know I've definitely been happy in my life before I've done all this work on myself um but it's a it's a very different experience it's more it's visceral the word like it's more you can feel it in your body when it's when it's truly aligned to to who you are mm-hmm. um yeah I love that analogy of the the school uniform is brilliant and I, and I get I guess if listeners are listening or for yourself, Natasha, and certainly for me, if you look back through your life, there'll be loads of other examples of where um, maybe, where maybe your self-expression or your self-identity or your self-curiosity um, has been maybe dampened or, or restricted in some way that you just you kind of just um, crawl back a little bit from it, don't you? Whereas actually it's a beautiful thing to live authentically who you are like in a really unapologetic way isn't it Mm. yes and it's and I um there's nothing that um lights me up more than seeing um, the women that I work with really lit up by what they're doing and um you know sometimes they can even doubt that that's allowed Mm. yeah because what of what you just said about how our um, conditioning tells us that work should be hard work, and then when it's when when they get to that point of ease and flow, and it's it feeling very natural, and their business is expanding from that place, they you know they almost think well, you know, should I be sort of um, doing something different, um, doing something more worthy, you know, rather than actually give themselves permission to, to actually just think, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. You know, often that probably comes from, um, or I would assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd assume that that comes from outside themselves. So whether that's the programming or fear of what other people think or judgment of people around them, um, but people feel that energy, don't they? When when you're living, I bet I mean it's cheesy to say, isn't it? But you're living your best life and having the best time doing it, yeah. making an impact at the same time. Like you know, it's a perfect trifecta, isn't it? Yes, it is. And and um, I mean, I, I'd say that. Um, the you know the people that I know who are actually um, in that space, um, they still have this kind of impetus to expand beyond where, where, where they are. It's not a case of like okay, I've arrived in this space now, or you know, doing what I love, knowing it's making a difference, um, and things you know seem seem to flow there's always the next the next kind of layer of expansion and so um you know so i know for example one of my clients is in that space and she's and there's there's an element of fear to go to go kind of beyond that to trust that actually that next um that's next 
I don't want to use the word level because that sounds like up leveling, but it's more that that layer of expansion, that next layer of expansion. Can it actually be as good as it feels now? Am I going to lose that freedom? Am I going to lose that kind of joy? Um, whereas actually, if you're doing it from the place that got you to this space, then you know, then you're just going to expand that even even more. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, as I um, said before I think it ultimately it really comes down to creating from a place of love rather than um, a place of fear and that's not just love for others it's love for yourself um, because ultimately you know this is about an expression of you in the world mm. yeah and it's like you said before that the story with the uh, the billionaire or millionaire whoever it was the man it's created this empire but was I can't remember what phrase you used I've written it down miserably successful mm-hmm. but you can understand if people haven't done some of that self inquiry or work to figure out who they really are and what lights them up but then have gone ahead and whether that's in a career and moved up the ladder or built a business and have evolved and expanded without doing that initial work about you know who we really are it takes us further and further off track and that I suppose that's ultimately why you end up, you know, ten years, a decade down, having built a business, and then realise I'm actually really miserable. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it, it, you know, there's always, and I've definitely, but and I don't know whether I'll, I'll throw this over to you as well, Natasha. But I've experienced as I've um, expanded and and developed different things in the business. Of course, it brings up a whole new host of emotions, thoughts, feelings, and then that, and then I dive into that as a new new area of self discovery or peeling back more layers about why I am the way I am and gaining more insight to then come back to then do the expansion in the business. So it's I think they're running on like parallel tracks, aren't they? The kind of action we take, but also the increased awareness. Mm. Can't do one without the other. What's your experience been um yes I mean my my experience is that it takes a doubling down on the work not mm-hmm. an easing up on the work the inner work yeah um, and because you know the, the further you go beyond what we call our comfort zone uh the, yeah, it's, it's unknown territory, isn't it? And the greater that that kind of feeling of uncertainty is. I mean, we all know intellectually that nothing is certain. Mm. But when we're in our comfort zone, things feel certain. And when we're not in that, they feel uncertain. And um, someone once said to me that... Um, that place of uncertainty is is a glittering sea of possibility. Mm. And that is kind of something I bring myself back to because sometimes that can feel like a really um, difficult place to be when, you, when you're expanding, when you're going to that next level of growth. You, you're called to be something you haven't been before. And... And with that comes, you know, it's not that you're not being yourself because it's just bringing a, um, a different part of yourself forward. 
and that can be that can be tricky because we get comfortable with being a certain way <laughs> so um and 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 those feelings of uncertainty really increase and and can can be quite unsettling so um so that for me is where you know where the the inner work the kind of like i said before the kind of bringing awareness to the feelings rather than kind of resisting them rather than thinking oh you know i should be feeling much more positive or i should be feeling joyful or i should be feeling this should be feeling that you know i've done and i've done enough work on myself now that i shouldn't really be feeling these feelings it's kind of like no welcome it all in accept it all. <laughs> you know that's that's kind of um all part of the experience and uh, that's kind of another thing I really wanted to say about joy is that I think there's a misconception about joy it can feel a little bit kind of um, uh, can seem a bit um, uh, all sort of what should I say stars and and unicorns and all that kind of thing <laughs> Whereas actually, I think what you and I, well, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but from our discussions, I think what you and I recognise as joy is is that kind of uh, deep sense of, of inner peace and uh, possibility. And, and, you know, the, and, uh, and that's what, what, when we bring that to our work, then, then, you know, the, the, it, it it takes on a um, whole new life, and and people really feel that on the receiving receiving end of it. Mm, yeah, what you said there about the awareness and um, and I suppose doubling down on the work is that it is one of those um, one of those things that I find the more you dial up self awareness, the more stuff you're going to have to not necessarily deal with but process because you can't unsee things I think when you've got heightened awareness of self and others this is certainly my experience uh, there can be a tendency to then not necessarily overanalyze I wouldn't go as far as that but just to be aware of of everything that's going on so it just gives you a lot more data and evidence and insight um and I love what you said about the sea of possibility I don't know whether it was on the same call that we were on but I remember Ali, who we did our group coaching with, talking about waves of opportunity. The sea, oh, yeah. the sea gets used a lot for lots of metaphors and analogies, but it is like, you know, when the wave comes ashore, you know, there's always another wave going to come. There's always another uh, opportunity to grab hold of. Um, and I, I like what you said about not necessarily changing the person you are, but just stepping into that next uh that next level or that expansion and although we've maybe never experienced that we have got all the the good stuff that's come before and all maybe the tricky stuff as well we've got all those life experiences and lessons and that's why I love data and evidence and insight because we can take all of that with us to propel us forward mm -hmm. um almost to use that as a bit of a confidence booster and builder that we've dealt with challenging situations before we've overcome change and obstacles and hurdles and we've got the the innate ability within us to then go and live go and live our best life like nothing nothing's impossible and living with that that um that mindset is yeah quite something I think yeah it's 
the the word that comes to me or two words is self-trust because mm. um, I mean recently I had this I had this example in my own life of um you know uh we as you know we we bought a piece of land and um and actually building the house on the land is something that's going to you know require us to create a certain a certain amount of income and you know go through you know quite a few hoops and stuff like that and i was really resisting having a conversation with um uh simon my husband about that because um because i was doubting myself mm. i was doubting my ability to do that and it brought up a lot of physical um sensations you know i couldn't even sit in this conversation <laughs> and i was thinking oh for goodness sake you're a coach you've done all this work what's wrong with you kind of thing and then um what was great is that you know I have the tools, I have the kind of practice to be able to um, to work through that very quickly. Mm -hmm. and, and then what's on the other side of that is really quite, quite astounding. You know, it's this kind of, um, it literally took me about 15 minutes to, you know, to center myself, to allow those feelings, not to push them away, not to resist the fact that I was resisting. <laughs> and and then um in that space i started to allow myself to to really admit to what i really really wanted because sometimes that can be quite you know what it can be quite a challenge to admit to what you really want if you if you're doubting whether you're actually going to be able to create it and and in that space my vision really took shape and i and and i got really excited and 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 got on with it. Um, so I share that example because, you know, no matter how much work you do, no matter where you are, no matter how much you accomplish, there's the, there are these things that pop up, but the great thing is that you kind of recognize them for what they are. You don't look to the external circumstances to change those. You know that it's about, you know, going within and actually, um, yeah, allowing, what's there and allowing space to more space to create to open up yeah what a great example well good luck with the the, the build <laughs> um, it's exciting and it is it, you know there's like you said before about the comfort zone you know like there's that cliched quote isn't there that you know life happens at the edge of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and it's scary to, to transition I suppose into that growth or stretch zone but it's often where the magic happens where we you know the things floating in there are the things that will I suppose truly fulfill us aren't they yeah um, and I think that that I love what you said there because because um you know rationally logically I I thought I was kind of um out of my comfort zone and and, and doing okay with this but actually what your body never lies Mm. that's the thing my body was telling me no you're not there's some resistance here and it's pretty flipping powerful and um one of the areas that I trained in quite recently is thematic coaching 
which works with the soma, which is the, the body. Um, because astoundingly, 90% of our intelligence is within our body. Mm. So actually really, you know, listening to the body, really um, allowing those sensations in your body without then sort of going back into your head to say, okay, well, that, you know, and analyzing them, it's actually just being with that, that kind of sensation and not putting even a label on it mm. is where I find that I can move through that so much more quickly and actually taking my body's wisdom to how, you know, how to, how to move through that as well um, is, you know, that allows more joy to, to resurface in, you know, the natural state. Yeah. Our bodies are so clever, aren't they? You know, whether it's your, in your body and mind, it's all just so interconnected and I, I, if people have listened to some other podcast I talk about that holistic approach to life all the time because you know you do gain insight from both your, like you say Natasha from your body's re physical response or your kind of them um, you know even listening to that internal chatter that's going on in your mind when you commit to doing something new you know you learn a lot by just um holding the mirror up or asking yourself those questions or just getting curious about what's observing what's going on just yeah. can be so powerful yes yeah absolutely um and i i think i i've always kind of known that um as a, i am a, probably a recovering let's call it a recovering overthinker mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and all the jobs that i did really prior to um the career that I had prior to becoming uh, a coach was I was a strategist so you know I resided in my head a lot of the time mm -hmm. and, um, and so that's been a big big transformation for me yeah beautiful um we've covered lots of stuff in that Natasha around joy and work and that just balance but if people were listening thinking right you know I want to go and seek some more joy in my life what would be your kind of top tips or suggestions for people starting out on that journey where would you what what kind of um what kind of things could they start doing hmm. well um you know it's the the uh, the roomy quote about the diamond necklace isn't it it's um you know don't look for it outside yourself um take some time to to be with yourself you know the the practice of meditation wasn't the easiest thing for me to embrace to start with but actually it's probably been the biggest game changer mm. in my life to you know to really um sit with myself not not guided meditation with someone else someone else's voice inspiring me but you know just actually taking even five minutes of of um time silent time um to listen to you know, listen within to my inner voice and actually you know following that um there's you know the phrase follow your joy and mm -hmm. i think it's rather than seeking it i think it's following it um allowing it to 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 well up from within rather than um going out and 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 seeking it from outside 
that said, you know, obviously um, it's important to allow yourself uh, to, to do the things that light you up. Um, you know, whether that be uh, having a dance or, um, you know, seeing friends or whatever that is for you, you know, give yourself that permission to do, to do those things. Um, and one, a quick example of, of one of my clients was, was actually doing something that, you know, she, in her, um, in her business that she thought was, you know, really worthwhile and everything, but it, it, it wasn't actually really lighting her up. And so, you know, she and her business weren't really, really benefiting from that, but actually pivoting, allowing herself, giving herself permission to actually explore um, something that did light her up within the business. Um, now it's going, you know, like a rocket because <laughs> everything's aligned. So it's, um, yeah, it's a, it, it's actually listening within and also, um, you know, allowing yourself to connect with things that light you up from outside, I suppose. that Those are the two things that I've seen um, or I've experienced myself having making the biggest difference and also then seeing in, in my clients too. Mm. I love those. And I love that, giving yourself permission to do more things that light you up. Mm. and I would add on to that like schedule it actually make a plan to go and do some of the, you know if it's if it's activities or hobbies or connection time like because it's easy to say oh I want to do that but actually they're not prioritizing it so it is about making actually taking the action isn't it and making the time to go and do the things that light you up I saw a something that was trending on Instagram that was talking about people being burnt out busy doing things but actually the, the whole point was they're busy doing the things the wrong things you know if we were if we were just as busy as we are now but we were doing more things that light us up we would lift our our vibration we would be happier and more joyful more of the time um so yeah I love those two top tips thank you so much Natasha thanks for coming on and sharing all your wisdom and thoughts with us that's been um yeah really insightful conversation so thank you oh thank you for having me I've, I've loved it Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed that episode and make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so that next week you can join us again.